guys. You are listening to the Team Train Life Change podcast. As always, I'm Andy V, and I have my co-host with me, Michael O'Sullivan. How's it going, Michael? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing, Andy? I'm good, man. I'm good. good. Feeling sharp. Sharp? Yeah. Why is that? Because I've been fasting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to see how weird we could get with that intro. <laughs> I didn't really. Normally, I'm quick, quicker than that, and uh, yeah, I've got nothing. So you, you're, you've been fasting. I'm I've just gonna. Fasting, I'm just gonna man. keep moving. I've been fasting. It's crazy. <laughs> so tell me about that. Through the roof. Really? Um, yeah. So I, you're I, not starving. I'm not starving. You're it's gonna, a myth. You're gonna have to tell tell me more. Cause That's what. <laughs> Coincidentally, dude, we should just do the whole episode on we fasting. We should do an episode Man, on fasting. That was not planned at all. <laughs> uh, but what's really cool about today, it's the first time for this show, is we have a guest in the house, is my friend Zach Day. And uh, just real quick to kind of speak on the power of social media, you know, all the time we hear people talk about the negative impacts of social media and what it's doing mm-hmm. to society and everything. But if social media didn't exist and I wasn't as active on it as I am, then me and Zach would have maybe never crossed paths. And um, we actually connected by talking about the topic of fasting. So I figured it was only right to bring him onto the show. So I want to introduce you all to Zach. And Zach, you can kind of just tell us a little background about yourself, and then we'll get right into it. Hey, what's going on, guys? Um, So really, for me, I am just a health and fitness enthusiast. I'm not a doctor by all means. Um, I just have a passion for health and fitness, and I absolutely love, um, you know, just helping others in any way I can. Um, whether it's through social media and luckily, uh, Andy's kind of found me and we have mutual friends as well. So it's pretty cool to kind of see what he's doing over at F45. And, um, you know, it's, it's awesome to, to bash brains with, with guys like Andy. Um, but really I'm just, uh, just a Southern boy with uh, a passion for fitness and health. Um, and, uh, I have some really, really deep thoughts on many intricates of, um, health and fitness. So it's, it's pretty cool to, be able to bounce off you guys yeah he also left out he's a ridiculously good golfer he didn't he he didn't when he shook hands and that was like the first thing he said (laughs) i'm I'm awesome at golf hey i'm zach i'm great at golf (laughs) (laughs) prove it prove it well maybe we'll have to all hit up a top golf yeah that'd be great that'd be great but uh yeah so basically we just want to talk about fasting today it was a a listener question that was left on social media um or a topic suggestion rather and that's really what I want this show to be centered around is listeners providing us topics because we want to speak on things that are going to provide the most value for the listener, not sit here and guess based on what we like to talk about and nerd out about. We want to work for the end consumer. So we were asked to talk cover intermittent fasting. We're going to go deeper, even just past intermittent fasting. There are multiple ways to fast, multiple day fasts, 5-2s, 16-8s, 24s. We'll talk about all that. Super nerdy stuff. So Michael's it, it, looking at me right just, now. <laughs> it, when I hear the word fast, I'm thinking, okay, like I'm just going to starve myself for a few hours. That's what a lot of people think. And that's what we're trying to overcome, right? Okay. And that's kind of why there's, there's like a stigma around fasting mm-hmm. of, especially in the fitness community, especially in the guys, especially in the more bodybuilding and people concerned about muscle mass is, I could never fast. I got to eat six yeah. meals a day, which yeah, we've kind of all been brought up through it. And uh, even in my own personal training and nutrition certifications, I've always been taught the same thing and did it for many years. So we want to cover all things fasting today and uh, just kind of dive in. I'll start with talking about why I love fasting so much. Um, Then I'm going to let pass the mic to Zach and let him talk about kind of the 
background of fasting because he has dove even deeper than me on some things, you know, as far back as like ancient Greece and, and things. I'm going to, I'm not going to steal his fire, but <laughs> really interesting stuff. So me personally, why I love fasting, the top three benefits probably are a cognitive function, like have this clarity of thinking when my body doesn't have to focus on digesting food. I can't explain it. Um, I recently did a 24 hour fast, which is my PR, which Zach's probably laughing at. I know he's gone longer than that. But it was like a euphoric experience, literally. Like, I've never been more mentally clear in my life. And I recreate that every single day. I particularly do intermittent fasting. I do a 16-hour fasting window, and then I eat eight. Then sometimes I bump that up to as far as 20-hour fasting, four hours feeding. It varies. But during that time while I'm fasting, man, I am so sharp. I get so much done in the mornings because I'm not thinking about food, not thinking about what I have to cook, and my body's not thinking about digesting it. Um, second from that is convenience of lifestyle. So busy, entrepreneur, always trying to work on things, always trying to be 20 places in a day. Not having to tote around my meal bag has been such a blessing. For so many years, I packed anywhere from four to six meals in my bag with all my condiments, everything had to keep it cold all day and literally would like be in a meeting and be like, Hey, uh, not to be rude, but do y'all have a microwave? Like <laughs> so I'm telling you, it's so inconvenient. I bet that's really awkward with your My Little Pony's uh, lunchbox. It's it's even awkwarder. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He goes, pink is in. <laughs> that's awesome. So it solved two problems. So that that's probably the second benefit. And then the third is I just love the way that my body feels. Literally, I can go, and I've, I've tampered with fasting and then went back to traditional, back to fasting. And now I'm in a place where I, I'm really sticking with fasting because I've gone all in and I've realized like, hey, I see patterns of when I'm not, but like inflammation in my body, I can feel that like there's so much less inflammation, so much less bloating. I stay leaner and I can have a little bit more um, of the foods I want to eat. So I live by the 80-20 rule already. I can add that even more so on the weekend so that I can enjoy life with my friends and family. Hmm. So it offers a little bit more flexibility for me in terms of what I eat. Um, it's still going to be quality nutrition going in 80% of the time, but it allows me to like truly enjoy that 20%. So those are the three reasons why I love it. We'll dig deep into those real quick. We're going to let Zach talk about kind of the background on it, his background on it, why he's interested in it and what he loves so much about it. Yeah. So, I mean, dude, you really hit every you know, everything I almost had to talk about was pretty much what you hit. I mean, it's... Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. All right. See you guys later. Um, but really, it's, that's really the benefits of fasting. And it goes, like you said, dude, it, it dates way back. I mean, think about it. As a human, you know, and you're, you know, a hunter-gatherer, whatever you want to call it, nomad, traveling from place to place, you're, you're gathering your food. Oftentimes, you're not going to have food readily available like we do these days. They didn't have buffalo strips six times a day? They didn't have McDonald's what? around every corner. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that's the that's the thought process that I like to take on everything in the fitness industry, really, um, especially um, nutrition. Because, you know, back in ancient Greece, back in, you know, the ancient Egyptians, they had sleep temples where they would literally get in pitch black darkness and sleep for recovery of anything, whether it's an illness, whether it's, you know, preparing for battle that right. you have coming up. I mean, it's really anything. Like you said, cognitive function, that's huge when it comes to battle. Absolutely. So, I mean, just imagine 
not to mention our military, they're not eating every single second while they're overseas. Right. Does yeah. that make sense? So And they're still alive. Crazy. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and they're fighting for our country. Absolutely. So The healing temple was the cool part. That's actually what we connected on the first time over social media was I, I saw some content he put up about that and I was like, Wow, I've never thought about that before. But literally it's the same things that I study and try to mimic in our modern society, you know, mm-hmm. with blackout curtains, with Absolutely. cool temperatures and fasting. So I try to recreate that. And then when he said that, I was like, man, now I get why I'm recreating it. Because I just knew the science behind it. I didn't even backdate or ever connect those dots. So it was really cool to see yeah, that I correlation. Mean, you go look at Socrates. You go look at his studies. You go look at Galileo. You go look at any of those guys, Plato, any of those guys. They'll tell straight up there's quotes from where they fasted. Yeah. Often. Okay. And I think, who was that? Um, one of those guys, actually, before you get in his master class, you had to fast for, I want to say it's 40 days. That's, yeah. And <laughs> You've so, got a long way to go, Andy. Man, I thought 24 <laughs> hours was yeah. tough. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, that's really what, what you look at is, is there's more modern guys like Dr. Morris, uh, uh, Dr. Seabee. Those guys are, are more alkaline, vegan kind of guys, but they are huge advocates for fasting. Right. Um, they're a little bit more modern. Um, so basically that's really what they advocate is the same, same principles that were back in the day. So it's really cool to kind of see that how that's made it this far. And, you know, I wouldn't say it's a new, it's definitely not a new thing, but it's, it's a new trend. Things, right. It's, it's definitely something trending. that's coming back. And it's, it's awesome to see because of a lot of the things in the fitness industry that we see on a day-to-day basis um, that come out and we're like, wow, that's a joke. Yeah, it's, so it's I cool think to it's, see that this is something really, really, um, you know, good for the human body. Not I, I refer big. to it as a uh, like a movement. So people yeah, are like we've been trained, we've been taught like even certifications like eat six meals a day. Yeah. It keeps your metabolism going, you know, smaller portions more frequently. And we're literally flipping that on its head and it's trending right now. And it's disproving so many things that we were brought up thinking. And, you know, when I made the swap, I could see significant changes in such a rapid amount of time that I couldn't go back. So what were some of those changes that you noticed right away? Um, Well, the same, those three, like the cognitive functions, Mm -hmm. huge. So clarity. Giant difference. Mm -hmm. Um, But just the way my body, aesthetics, the way my body looks, I'm tighter, less inflammation. Um, My lifts went up, like strength increased, which was crazy because I actually, you know, the way that I fast is actually kind of a lower carb, higher fat approach, which, you know, you talk to bodybuilders, they're like, you need carbs. Which is actually going to, so a lot of people, um, they use this in, in medical practice now, um, and that's like an inducing a ketogenic state mm-hmm. um, for, you know, whether it's Crohn's disease, cancer, right. there's all these certain things, and fasting is one of the fastest ways to get to that situation. So. If you're doing that, it's actually actually probably doing double. double Absolutely, time. I mean, and I, I still do eat carbs. Um, kind of the the what got me started on fasting in the first place was my fitness mentor Corey Gregory. He kind of developed a program that he called anabolic fasting, and I've kind of tweaked it and made it my own. But in essence, it is, you know, you're eating a higher fat, lower carb meal throughout the day to kind of keep your insulin levels stable. Already, you're doing that with fasting. That's all that we're doing is controlling insulin whenever we fast, right? And so whenever I would do that, I would keep that as steady as I could throughout the day by eating high fat with my protein, low carb. And then right before bed, I would carb spike, mm-hmm. which would release insulin, which would give me a deep sleep 
and would cause me to recover better. Recover, yeah. Um, kind of recreating like, you know, the mid-afternoon nap or everybody needs a mid-afternoon cup of coffee, right? Because they'll eat a high-carbohydrate lunch. Hour or two afterwards, they get that drop-off. Their insulin spiked and now they have a drop-off. Causes them to be sleepy. And that is the best nap in the world, right? Like Sunday afternoon, just went to lunch with the family and you're on the couch watching football and you wake up and it's nighttime. You're like, man, I just had a really good sleep. That's every night just kind of pushed back a few hours before bedtime so that that is like the approach that i take but i think that you know different things work for different people different body types i don't prescribe any one type even you'd be surprised if you kept your same exact eating habits and just time restricted your Mm -hmm. feeding window what the results would be i've had people who've done it Mm -hmm. who say man i eat whatever i want i just eat it in this time window who look phenomenal now whether we're you know tracking the right metrics of their health health. yeah Yeah, that's a whole different topic for a whole different day but i think that a higher fat lower carbohydrate diet has a ton of benefits um not necessarily keto that's another trend um that we see a lot in fitness which is fine and for some people i think is the right way to go especially like type 2 diabetics Mm -hmm. like absolutely we don't need any sugar going in your body we Mm -hmm. need to work on getting that insulin sensitivity down so um, I don't even remember what we were talking about before we got <laughs> off on that. What was it? <laughs> well, just the uh, just the benefits of fasting, Absolutely. basically. Yeah, yeah, you asked me. You asked me what my benefits were. I, you know, right, brain. right, right. Um, so, how do how does one do this fasting? I mean, do I just stop eating? Okay, so my my suggestion when when anybody comes to me for fasting, my suggestion is first off, get your diet right, and by diet meaning your just everyday nutrition. Mm. Um, so. The biggest thing is you got to get colorful green veggies um, and fruits, obviously, in your body. Um, the meat, obviously, you want to stay as lean as possible. Um, and, and you could even strive towards a closer vegetarian, vegan style. Um, I'm actually trending that way myself. Um, but um, it's it's more so about the, the vegetables that you get in your body. Um, because a lot of people don't realize, but, you know, you need a close to four servings of green vegetables uh, on a daily basis, and oftentimes we don't even get Green close to I've got some work every to do. Meal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's it's something that I've had to intentionally do because I hated vegetables as a kid. Oh, sure. I had a horrible nutrition protocol all growing up until I got serious about my health yeah. and fitness. But, uh, yeah, the green leafy vegetables are huge, and I like how you take them and you say, let's get this one factor right before we throw two variables mm-hmm. into the equation mm-hmm. yeah. because that's just setting someone up for failure. Yeah. You know, you have to make steps that are doable, first to transform a lifestyle rather than someone who says i want to fix everything all at once you know i went from eating burger king and trail mix and cereal for breakfast every day to Mm -hmm. now i want to eat perfectly clean oh and i want to restrict my time yeah you can't you can't fix years and years of neglect and overnight absolutely and so that's what that's another you know even when you can take that into fitness and weight loss or muscle gain just in years of neglect in that situation, you can't fix that over a year. Right. You know, if you've been out of the gym for 10 years, you're not going to fix that in a year. Yeah, I always ask clients, did yeah. you get to where you are overnight? Mm. Well, why are you trying to change exactly. where you're at overnight? Mic drop. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're focusing on nutrition first. You're getting, yeah, yeah. You're getting back to a healthy sort of diet. Okay, so the so reason why I say that is because once you fast and you only eat for that whatever hour window, whether it's four hours, six hours, um, you got to make sure you're putting proper nutrition in your body. 
Um, you can't just go eat, you know, some potatoes and chicken and go to bed. Um, you know, that's first off after coming off of a fa- coming off of a fast eating potatoes, a sticky, uh, starchy carb, it's actually really not good for the stomach because your stomach's empty, uh, and it can kind of clog up everything. And actually there's been people pass away, um, due to coming off of a, about closer to a week fast, but, but eating the wrong the foods coming out yeah. of it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So like, so it's really important that you, so that's the biggest thing. It's like I said in the beginning, I'm not a doctor. Um, so that's, that's the scary part is fasting can, you know, it, it is, it is pretty serious. It's not something that you want to just, yeah, you know, I want, you need to make sure you need to talk to your doctor about this and, and get everything in the right order before you dive into that. Um, <laughs> don't start out malnourished. <laughs> that's true. Yes. I mean, that's, so that's the thing. So once you get the proper nutrition in, um, so you kind of got to know what, sh- what you're putting in your body on a day-to-day basis. Um, I always recommend people to track a little bit um, the week that you're doing that to understand what your maintenance levels are in terms of calories in versus calories out. Um, so you have an understanding of, you know, what you're putting in your body and how much. So we don't need to go to, you know, a fast. So if you're, if you're a very, very active person, so you're hitting the gym twice a day or hitting the gym once a day and, you know, going and doing, uh, a, uh, extreme, uh, let's say just any kind of cardio really on the, on the side or your jobs, something along those lines where you're, you're active 24 seven and you start fasting. Well, you're not going to get nearly the amount of calories if you're not paying attention to it. So then that's whenever you're going to lose muscle mass. That's when things are going to fall off or, or you're going to get sick or, you know what I mean? You're naturally going to go into a caloric deficit whenever you start fasting, unless you're super intentional. And that's why people talk about the muscle loss and things of that nature, because when they do that, they are not, being intentional about getting that same number, you know, whatever your maintenance requirement is for your caloric intake, if you're not focused on getting that, because you just brought that window down, mm-hmm. you know, some people from 12 hours to eight, some from 12 to six, especially if you're in like a four hour window. I mean, you got to see what these meals look like. They're intense. And then mm-hmm. you even have people who do a one meal a day fast, 24 yeah. hour fast. That one meal is ridiculous, but they're doing that so that they, they can hit that baseline. That's Terry why Cruz. a lot of people... Terry Crews. Yeah, I mean, and that's the okay. biggest. I love when people say, you know, um, you're going to lose muscle whenever you fast. Like, that's the, one of the number one objections. The, let's address two objections mm-hmm. real quick. I'm going to lose muscle, mainly from guys in the gym who have a traditional kind of anabolic nutrition approach. Uh, then I could never go that long or I could never train without it because it would make me dizzy or I'd be lightheaded. Mm-hmm. I've tried. If I go... Three hours without a meal, I'm dizzy, I'm lightheaded. All right, so first, the losing muscle mass part. Your body, you're peaking your testosterone levels, IGF-1, all these things. What do we call it? The uh, post-workout endorphin endorphin cocktail, cocktail, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know that we're the first ones to come up with that. Probably (laughs) not. Nearly nothing I say is original, but it feels like it. It felt good when we said it the first time. (laughs) But you're getting that. I used to think, I grew up thinking... I had an anabolic window after I finished a workout where I needed to consume a certain amount of simple carbohydrates, protein, fat, you know, you name it. And that's just not the case, Mm-mm. like, at all. Like, now, like, today, for instance, I woke up at 4 a.m., worked, worked out, and I didn't eat my first meal until, like, 12.30, 12.45. Felt completely fine. Feel like I lost no muscle mass. Um, I do consume branched-chain amino acids, during my training, whenever I'm fasted and I always work out fasted, 
there's arguments as to whether I'm truly fasted or not. That's another topic mm-hmm. for another day. What are, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think BCAAs it depends break your fast? On, depends on what you put. I mean, what it, what's in them? Yeah, if it's got sugar, it's got anything right. like that. No. Right, Even I know artificial it, it, sugar. It's definitely not sugar. Yeah. Artificial sugar. That's could a cool topic. Trip it. Yeah, it could trip it. People, you know, people. Some people drink diet cokes while they're fasted, technically. But there's a lot of study and research. Even though it's zero on the macros, right? There's more to it than just the calories. Mm-hmm. There's studies that whenever that artificial sweetener, that sucralose, hits your tongue that it sends the you know receptors in your brain to say insulin that's sugar that's mm-hmm. sugar wow. right because that's why it tastes like that so there's you know arguably you're not fasted but on the flip that, side of that diabetic you know people with diabetes they drink diet coke and they're okay right so, so who knows who knows who knows and that's why i always say do what works for you mm-hmm. i like drinking branch chains because a it's my branch chains have a little caffeine in it so it gives me a little bit of a pick me up before my workout during my workout but also because i know that branch chains are going to help prevent any muscle loss so that's like my number one thing i'm like well if you think if you're just dead set on the fact that you think it's going to deteriorate your muscle consume branch yeah so my thought process on on the muscle wasting stuff is so basically my idea of cut bulk you know a lot of people in the bodybuilding industry think cut bulk i have a cut phase and i have a building phase um it's it's almost important to Really look at your caloric intake over a week span um, or a few days span. You can you can break it down. So just because I fast today and I don't consume but a thousand calories, where my maintenance is or my bulk is close to thirty five hundred, say I can easily pick that up over the week right. and and just be perfectly fine. Right. So it's long term. That's a that's a people have to get out of the mindset of the twenty four hour window. I'm not eating for today. I'm eating for my whole life, really. Right. But you're going to look for a little bit bigger window um, when it comes to the caloric demand. I've seen studies where people do like extended fast, five day, seven day. Mm-hmm. So they do like a five day fast and they'll go get their body scan afterwards and it'll say that they've lost like four pounds of muscle mass. And then two days later after they refeed, they go back and scan and they have the same exact amount of muscle yep. mass, if not gained a little. And, um, you know, oftentimes the scan can't be is accurate because of dehydration levels and your muscles aren't as full, all that, you know, you name it. There's a million factors, but I think that people oftentimes think that like your body can fluctuate Mm. also. So the post-workout meals that you think that you have to bring in, you know, my thought process on it now is like, if my body's creating this cocktail, we'll call it for me post-workout to consume, then why would I add something in on top of it? and let my body just feed off of what's on top of it and then maybe never get to the source that it's producing for itself naturally. So, and also, like, I haven't lost any money. Like, I I can say all these things, but I can also show you my body scans when I've been fasted and show you that I have added lean muscle mass and decreased body fat percentage. Like, it moves the needle where I want to move it. So not only are we talking in theory, but it's Mm -hmm. practically applied. We've done it. Zach does it. It works. You're not going to lose muscle. Sure. As long as you are keeping track of your calories, because it is a math equation. So when we're talking about fasting, are we talking about just food? Are we talking about food and liquids? You, we drink anything that's going to like, your body's going to have to metabolize or that's going to affect your insulin level. So like when I fast, I consume water. Some people do a dry fast that you, we talk about having health risks. That's, that's really tricky yeah. business. So I consume water, a ton of water, um, black coffee or a green tea is okay. 
not bulletproof with a stick of butter mm. in it, not um, creamer, not even almond milk. You know, none, none of these healthy alternatives that you put in, not stevia. So black coffee. Uh, then I personally take in the branch chains. Some people argue that you shouldn't. Whatever works for you, man. That's fine. If you don't want to, don't do it. I do it, and it works for me. So I, I like it. Um, but anyways, enough about losing the muscle. Like, <laughs> we're not – we almost sound like we're – guilty here like we're trying to convince people (laughs) just go do it and then i'll show you um so the second objection to overcome is people talking about getting shaky and dizzy and like i love this one because (laughs) i have the best um rebuttal to it it's okay um alcoholics for instance they go to rehab and you know they sober up right what happens after a day or two they get shaky Mm. dizzy all right so does that mean we need to give alcoholics alcohol when they get shaky or dizzy? Hey. Or does that mean we need to fix the root problem? Well, any, everybody knows we need to fix the root problem, right? We're not going to give them alcohol just because their body, they're going through withdrawals. What's well, the same thing here with we've constantly fed our bodies for so long because society has told us because we've had food readily available when in reality, if we fix the root problem, we won't have that addiction, that food addiction, that dependency on it. So that's nothing more than a car, like a, the biggest one is like, I have to have my carbs or else I get shaky, weak, don't have energy. Well, your body can use its fat for energy. We just got to flip that switch on and it's not going to switch on until you make it use that fat for energy. Like it's a great, the, the human body is so fascinating because we want it to store fat in prehistoric times for whenever we didn't have exactly a yeah. buffalo walk across the mm-hmm. front of our bow, right? Yeah, it's a natural, it's a survival instinct. So it was for survival. Now we don't want it. We have food readily available. We don't have these times in between hunting trips. You know what I mean? So it's all based off of how it was supposed to work, and we just need to reverse engineer it for today's society and say, okay, well, this is this is the answer. So I tell people all the time, fix the problem not band-aid it you know and you can you can eat all the time whatever works for you works for you that's fine i think that fasting far outside of just the health markers that it changes for me makes sense just for the cognitive function effect just for their convenience effect but if you want to eat these other ways and you have a well-balanced diet you can still do it we're not saying i think it's good for us to you know come out and say we're not saying this is the only way sure we just think it's the best way for us we know what it's done to our life, so we like to educate people on it so that they can try it. So, so what cautions would you give to people um, before they, if they wanted to try something like this? Like I said, first thing, consult with your doctor. Right. Um, always. Um, like you said, you know, make sure, make sure you're getting your – understand what you're putting in your body beforehand. You can't just eat donuts and pizza um, and then just say, oh, I'm going to fast, and then everything just fix itself. It doesn't work that way. Uh, although there are very many health benefits to it, um, it doesn't work that way. Quality sadly. is just as important as yeah. quantity. So, so it's that's that's the the first thing, um, and then past that, I mean, really, once you understand, once your doctor's kind of giving you the okay, then a lot of I'm very big on, you know, advocating do your own research, and and listening to your body. So you gotta gotta understand of 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 how your body reacts and, and listen to the signals. So. Oftentimes, like, if you're starting a fast, if you're going diving into a fast, say, hey, you just want to do a 12-hour fast, um, you're going to hit a threshold about 9, 10 hours um, that you're like, okay, I need food bad. Right. But I don't think we, 
as Americans um, really understand what true hunger is. So it's just a, it's just a, it's just a marker that you got to get past. It's a response. Yeah. It, it's an emotion. Like I think that is good for people to feel hungry. Like when I first started fasting, I was like, oh my stomach's grumbling. Mm-hmm. And then I, it's scary. I think I'm like, when was the last time I was this hungry? Mm-hmm. It was like, I can't remember. Like, what do you mean? I've eaten every two and a half or three hours, six meals a day, every hour that I've been awake for years. I've never gone hungry. And um, so I like, feel, I feel it every single day. Mm-hmm. People, a lot of people say that, you know, fasting, you know, after you get used to it, sometimes you don't even realize and you yeah. don't want to eat. Over, there over are, time, over there time are it days will. where I have that. And there are also days where I'm like, man, I am really hungry. I'm going to hold off. My and that body could be easily because of what you put in your body the day true. before. It could have been it before you enter the fast. It could depend on how many mm-hmm. carbohydrates you had, your macro, all that can Or your activity that. levels activity or anything level, like that. How much caffeine I've mm-hmm. had. So in that's, my fast that's exactly day. my point is understanding and listening to your body. Right. So some days you wake up and you're like, man, there's no way I can fast today, even though you, you, know, you had scheduled to. Right. Listen to it. Understand what works best for you. Right. Like for me, this is going to be really weird, but I just found out that kale makes me stink. Like if I eat kale, it makes me reek if I start huh. sweating. So like that is something I've cut out. And right. I think it's just, it's just the way it reacts in my body. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, you know, we have very different approaches on fasting. I am such a like, I'm a disciplined guy, right? Like I think that another great benefit of fasting is it builds discipline, mm-hmm. builds self-discipline because you're telling yourself, I'm going to do something I don't want to do. AKA continue to not eat like you, every part of you wants to eat and you're turning that around. You're rejecting that. Right. So that builds self-discipline, but I'm also a very structured person. Like my schedule, like down to a T, like if it's not, I'm not operating efficiently and I, I feel weird. I feel like I'm not efficient. So I'm like, I'm going to eat during this hour window, this hour window, this many days a week, this is the way it's going to happen. My flexibility is sometimes one hour one way or the other based off of if I have meetings or whatever, clients, you name it. But that's the way I operate, and that's the only way I can stick to it. Zach can say, he can wake up and say, you know, today I don't need to fast. I need to refeed. I I can feel my body. This is what I need Mm -hmm. to do. He can also wake up other days and say, you know what? I don't need to eat for 48 hours. I don't don't have that, at least yet. It might develop. Um, Over time, he's been doing it a little longer than me. So I, I always stress, like, do what works for you. Same thing with fitness regimens. Tell people, do what works for you. Do what you enjoy doing, what makes your body feel good, other than soreness. We can't say that soreness is not good. I saw your face over there. You're like, wait, my body doesn't always feel good. I was cringing. <laughs> In the long term. And so there's, there's, many, there's many ways to skin a cat, right? Pick what works for you. 16-8. 24, mm-hmm. 24 hour fast, 36, whatever. Some people um, fat do what's called a 5-2 where they eat normal for five days and then the two weekend days they eat less than a certain caloric mm-hmm. amount. Like it's normally like four or 500. Mm-hmm. It work. all different things work for different people mm-hmm. and it's all moving in the right direction. I think the best thing to start out with is a larger window and taper it down. The same reason why we don't come in the gym the first day and max out. We want to build these habits, build a structure around it, and then we can start dialing it in to get specific to you rather than jumping full speed in because that's what leads to burnout. So if you don't so if you want to start a fasting regimen, don't start by giving up food for a week. No. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's the last thing. If you haven't done a sixteen hour fast, 
If you haven't done a 12, I would yeah, say 12. Always start at 12. And then um, basically what I would do is first week, 12-hour fast. Then the next week, do two 12-hour fast. And then maybe the next week, do a 16-hour fast. Um, and then slowly just work your way up to where, okay, let's try a 24-hour. And if you like the benefits there, maybe sneak closer to 48. Um, some of the best benefits I've seen were closer to 72 hours. Uh, at, at the 72-hour threshold, you'll you'll kind of um, – you'll kind of get, you'll start seeing your vision really, really get sharp. And that was, and the reason, reason why I did this is because I was actually really sick. That was, that was my threshold. That's where this I've been was I was really sick. I had stomach virus, but they actually couldn't figure out what it was. And I, I'm, I'm almost certain, I'm, this may be completely false, but I'm almost certain that um, because I, I was fasting and not my dad was trying to pound Gatorade, he was like, drink this Pedialyte. I was like, no, I'm not drinking any of that. I'm just going to drink water. And be done. Um, and by the time I got to the hospital, because I was so dehydrated, um, on the way I was like looking at the trees, and it was crazy. That's I, the euphoria I'm talking I was about. Like, I oh swear, I'm glad I'm not gosh. crazy. Like literally, I mean, it sounds like, like you're delusional. I felt like I was in an alternate <laughs> universe, but you're clear. You're no, crisp. it's crazy. You know it's so crisp. I was sick as a dog. Yeah, yeah, and dehydrated, but I was looking out the window, and I could. It was pine trees, and I could see the needles on the pine trees. It was wow. wild. All right, so it's now crazy. now that he said it, confession, my 24-hour fast <laughs> that I had, I was sick. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really have that much of an appetite to begin with, but I was also testing the same theory. Yes. Sure. Same thing. My mom called me. Hey, do you want me to bring you Gatorade or you know junk food? Because for some reason, we just think when you're sick, you just need some junk food, right? It's comfort food, right? I said, no, I don't want anything. I want to fast because I, I believe in this. Thing. I think yeah. that this, you know, I've you read can, on this. You can buy me an, uh, a nice shake when I'm done. But yeah, but it's also <laughs> convenient because your activity level is very low. There's Absolutely. never going to be an easier exactly. time. Um, you do have to monitor hydration levels. That's big. The longer that window gets, the more you have to focus on hydration. So that's huge. But same thing, like, I didn't get on antibiotics. I didn't get on anything like my body. I feel like it healed itself. We, whenever you put food in your body, it swaps its number one priority to digestion. Exactly. And most Americans in society now, their body is focused on digestion every hour that they're not asleep. And most are eating right before bed, so even a few hours into Mm -hmm. that sleep. So it's not able to work on problem areas and solve these problems that it can recruit cells to do, recruit energy to do. By fasting, we're giving our body a break that it needs to do that work that it needs to get done. Like, it, if it's constantly work, focused on digestion, then it's the priorities are out of whack. Mm-hmm. So by fasting, you're giving it that time to say, okay, we don't have to worry about digestion. Well, it's, a, it's the same thing as muscle scraping. Mm-hmm. You ever seen a goosh, goosh, what is it, gouchoir? I don't know how to pronounce it, but yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like muscle it's scraping where, where they, they go in and they basically create inflammation, create, you know, an area on that muscle that's sore and boom, the endorphins, all the, all the release of the healing properties of the body get released right to that point of attack. And it, it's just the same thing as cupping, kind of the same thing as cupping. So it's, that's really all it is. It's, it's blood flow manipulation. Same thing as cryotherapy. Kind of, it's all the same, same kind of concept. But I'm fascinated. And the cool thing about starting out with a 12 hour fast is eight to eight. 8 p.m. You can eat a large dinner at 8 p.m. Then you can turn around and not eat breakfast till 8 the next day. Well, if you slept eight hours, you're really only having four hours of worrying about it. And most people, if you drink a cup of coffee when you wake up, I mean, it's so achievable. Like whenever you think of it, 
Most work people it. are already fasting right. 10, 12 hours as it work is. It. There's so many people that don't eat breakfast. They're just calling it sleep. Mm-hmm. Which is a huge, <laughs> you know, what's so funny is, you know, the whole breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Oh my gosh. Like all these years. Like I think of like when I was a student. Oh, like, don't get me on that. Mom topic. being like, hey, <laughs> you need to eat a good quality breakfast to get going. And then I think about how my cognitive function is. Look now how when foggy fasted, you were. And I'm like, that's why I failed all my tests Dude, in yeah, what, middle school. What would my grades have been like if I would have done that? You know? And so always realize like move that window to facilitate your lifestyle. Like if your grandma cooks your family dinner every Sunday at 6 p.m. and you want to do a 20-hour fast and a four-hour feeding window, make sure that your feeding window falls within 6 p.m. because you don't want to be secluded from life. You want to enjoy life, Mm -hmm. right? Work it around your lifestyle. If you're sleeping six to eight hours a night, which I hope you are, especially if you listen to the sleep podcast, we want you to incorporate that in your fasting because you're resting and fasting. You're like double dosing. So you're double attacking any problem areas. And um, so, yeah, it's not as hard as you think it is at first to wrap your mind around it. It is, but it's just like anything else. Once you prove yourself, you can do it. You're like, well, how can I do a little more? How can I do a little more? Mm-hmm. How can I do a little more? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you've done 24 or 48 or 36. Or- and you will see the benefits at that yeah, at that amount that, of time, a hundred percent. You'll see. You'll see if you if you go to sixteen eight and you're eating quality nutrition. I've never tightened up quicker in my life. Like, oh my I've gosh. never seen visual difference in the mirror morning after morning greater than whenever I started. Because fasting. it doesn't stop at fat loss. It stops at you know. It doesn't stop at fat loss. It goes throughout the all the intricates of health. Really, I mean it. It will literally help your gut. I mean your gut is one of the most important parts of your health. It's, I mean, just in the last five years, they found new nerves that are directly linked from the gut to the brain. And so when they talk about gut feeling, hmm, it's actually true. And there's a lot of, it's, it's by communication is what they call it, uh, between the brain and the gut almost always. Um, so, so what you have in your stomach actually affects your mood. Um, so it's, it's really cool to kind of look at that. So if you have your gut health in check, which fasting helps, then boom, you're you're gonna live a better life. You're gonna be happier, and that's probably why your your charisma is just through I think, the roof. I know? think that fasting has. <laughs> I, think I can't that, even see a gut. I've had. <laughs> I think that fasting has helped me in every aspect of life. Like, well, a if you have better cognitive function, you're gonna perform everything better. Your workouts are gonna be better. You're gonna be more focused. Your relationships are going to be better. You're going to be more intentional. Like you're not living in that haze. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that sometimes that like I, th- I consider myself to be a person who already have had good energy before in terms of like if we're in a meeting or something, sometimes people are like, this dude's weird. Like why is he <laughs> so excited? He's still enthusiastic. <laughs> and yeah, but since fasting, oh my God, like I have to sometimes like try for my eyeballs not to pop out of my head. You know, if we start talking on a subject that I'm really excited about or a project or, you know, meeting with a client who just had a crazy transformation, I can feel a difference. And so I don't think, you know, at this point I'll just publicly, here we go talking about public statements. Like I'll publicly <laughs> say like I'm on the fasting train permanently. I've bounced back and forth. Um, not to say that I'll never go on a vacation and if I'm, at an all-inclusive breakfast buffet that I won't break that fast a little early, but I'll try my best to cut it off early as well to still keep that window. But the lifestyle is so conducive to everything that I do, everything that I'm trying to do, that it, it's like the perfect fit. 
And I think that it fits a lot more people than they think. A lot of people, I believe, have a closed mindset and say, well, mm-hmm. this is the way it's always been done. You know, this is what um, society tells us to do. And if you look at people who do anything of significance, oftentimes they go the mm-hmm. opposite of that. So I don't think that nutrition in this fasting topic is any different. And uh, I want to prove it. So that's the goal is I, I want to, I don't just want to tell you, I want to show you. Put your shirt back on. I don't need to see your gut. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't need to see your like gut. That. I don't need to see your gut. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> but nice abs. Nice abs. <laughs> I have eight abs today instead of six. <laughs> But yeah, man, I, really, that's all I wanted to cover in this was fasting. I mean, we covered some of the different styles of it. Um, basically, we're we're just taking a caveman approach to eating, thinking mm-hmm. of how our ancestors got here as a species and mm-hmm. realizing like we don't have to have things the way that we have them, you know. And like they clearly made it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we're here. We're here, Mama. We made yeah. it. And uh, so, and like Zach said, it's huge because people sometimes cut corners on this when they're talking about fasting because sometimes they use it as an excuse yeah. to eat horrible stuff, but it's not. Like, whenever you, the quality matters just as much. Like, we don't need processed junk. Like, the mm. best way to think, if we're going to talk about the way cavemen eat, the best thing to think is like kind of a paleo approach of what was closer to what they eat, what came from the earth. I always like to pick up something in the grocery store and think, how many hands touch this before it's yeah. going to go in my mouth? The, when I go to the grocery store, my biggest thing is I'm going to stay in the the fresh market side. Yeah, stick to the outer edges. Yeah, I'm going to stay in the fresh market side of the grocery store for 80% of my purchases. Yep. Um, so I'm going to eat mushrooms. I'm going to, I'm going to eat uh, spinach. I'm going to eat all the fruit you can imagine. Um, avocados to apples to strawberries, especially berries. Berries have a lot of cognitive uh, benefits by antioxidants yeah, too. So yeah. that's really good. So I mean it's that's really where I'm gonna do most of my shopping. Um so that's that's the biggest thought process. Yeah, I think the, the only thing store. I venture into the aisles for is condiments. I think that's it. I think I'm to a point where I'm just and my grocery shopping is so quick. Like people always talk about grocery shopping, especially with self checkout now. How like, often how often do you go to the grocery store? Once a week. Once well, a week. Actually twice a week because some of the things that I'm eating I can't mm-hmm. the shelf life, right? Yeah, yeah. Which that's all another topic like if something is has a shelf life of months, is it is it good yeah. to put into your body? Mm. How's your body going to digest that? That's right? that's why I asked that question. Is because for me, I go to the grocery store maybe every two days. I think I can say I'm amongst the top one percent of Americans in banana consumption. Ooh, yeah, probably. I have to. I I mean, I eat at least two bananas a day. All right, fun fact: bananas that we know of, it's a hybrid of a plantain and a. Yeah, it's a it's a hybrid of basically, you know, it's it's genetic, it's genetically modified in a sense that it doesn't have seeds. So you know, if you ever looked at the middle of a banana, it, it's supposed to have seeds. So this any is why seedless we invite people much yeah. smarter than me on the podcast. <laughs> We're not so experts. Any, any seedless fruit out there has been modified. Grapes, seedless mm. grapes, yeah. been modified. Huh? I mean, I mean, look at the ones that taste like cotton candy. It's modified. That's processed food. Right. Now, bananas, you can't get a banana. Right, 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 right. Like a, what is it? I think it's a burro banana is the original, um, huh. something like that. But you can't get that over here. Yeah. Like, you know, also, readily. But bananas are really high on the glycemic index, mm-hmm. and they do trigger insulin responses. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just my thing. That's interesting. I, I mean, that's something you natural. eat right before you go to the gym. Right. Or, 
and you know, right before, maybe a little bit before a big meal, if you need the extra calories, if you're in a bulking state. Right. And that's the reason why I'm eating two right now is because I am trying to add some mass Mm -hmm. in the winter, even though I don't necessarily have a bulking season and a lean shredded season, which is something funny we can touch on real quick. Like we've completely flipped that model, right? So we bulk in the winter bodybuilding and gym people tell us bulk, add all this mass in the winter and then get lean during the summer. Whenever we're designed to do the exact opposite Mm -hmm. in the winter, like whenever animals are hibernating, it's harder to hunt. You go longer in between meals. Oftentimes people in society like passed away in the winters because they couldn't make it through the winter, right? You always saw people talking about storing up food and crops that weren't in season and all these things. Uh, Then during the summer, there was an abundance, Mm -hmm. but we have completely triggered that opposite. And I actually have a a buddy who has dived so deep in stuff like this. He's a human performance coach. He's been on Ninja Warrior before. We'll probably get him on the podcast here before long, but he even talks about he only eats seasonal yeah food oh. he's like man if that don't grow yeah now why would i eat it like watermelon like, right now why would you eat watermelon right and now? and i'm like don't even taste it's on good. sale don't even taste good <laughs> and i'm not to the point where i'm there yet but it makes so much sense that's yeah, so much sense if you, if you can't if you couldn't walk out in your backyard and grow it right now why are you eating it but yeah so mic drop on that <laughs> oh man all right we i i would say we're coming up on the the uh 20 minute mark but we are way over that <laughs> Wow, really? I knew because I'm here. Figured, it's definitely because I'm here. I figured the first time with a guest it was going to be longer, and I mean, no this 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 has been so interesting to you guys um, listening. That's always probably going to be the case because when you start a good, like we'll never cut off a good conversation. No, not at all. Um, well, Michael might because I always have good conversations. <laughs> no, but seriously, they'll go longer when we have guests because it takes so much to make this happen. Like. My schedule is ridiculous. Michael's schedule is ridiculous. Zach's schedule is ridiculous. The fact that we all three got on the same side of the pond in a room all together, like, we got to capture this magic. We can't just cut it off. Well, and it helps that, the, not that, every, every topic we're doing, I mean, we've cut ourselves off, and we could talk for an hour on these mm-hmm. things. I know you could. There will, um, be, there will be, like, second editions absolutely. of different topics. So, so I mean, th- this has been a very interesting and intriguing topic, um, listening to the two of you talk about f- intermittent fasting. Um, I've learned a lot. Um, Are you going to start fasting? I, honestly. You try it? Especially when you're talking about clarity, especially being a business owner and living, feeling like, like many days I'm living in a fog. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm, we're, gonna, we're talking after this. Dude, you're you're going <laughs> to, like... Man, like you think that the training has changed things? Just wait. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so I'm very excited to try this out. Um, I think it's very important to remember that this walk, don't run. Yes, absolutely. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Don't sprint the marathon. Absolutely. Small incremental progress in the right direction is what we're going after. Absolutely. That's what's going to move the needle long term. That's what's going to create sustainable results. We talk about sustainability all the time on the show. Like Mm -hmm. that's why we're building lifestyle habits. Not these hacks, not this 14-day water in a spoonful of peanut butter diet that you see on mm. Pinterest. Apple cider vinegar. Like, <laughs> yeah, like we want stuff that you're going to carry over for decades so that we can literally transform the trajectory of your life, of your health, of your fitness. And so, like Michael said, don't, don't jump all in. Try it. Also, we've said it a couple of times, talk to your doctor. Like we are not doctors. And if you're on certain medications that require to be taken with food, like that all changes stuff. And there are some people who literally Mm -hmm. cannot fast. So all of that being said, 
if you have any additional questions about it, feel free to shoot me a message um, on social media at the underscore Andy Vickers. Zach, what is your social media if anybody wants to reach at out to you? Zach Four Days. So the number four, Z-A-C-H, the number four, D-A-Y-S-S. Cool. So, and Zach's the same way. Shoot him a message. We love interacting with people. And as always, thank you for listening. Like This means the world to us. We want to provide value for you, and we want to create impact. We want to change the trajectory of people's lives through health and fitness, through team train life change. That's what it's all about. So if you have any suggestions on topics or any questions, we're going to do Q&A episodes, we're gonna, and we're only going to cover topics that y'all suggest now because you've been so generous and suggested so many. We only want to speak on the things that you guys want to hear so that we can really answer those questions and provide value. So all that being said, thank you so much for listening. Peace out. Hey guys, thank you so much for lending your ear and listening to our podcast. If you loved it, leave us a review share it with your friends. If you hated it, give us another chance. We're learning this as we go. This really is a grassroots podcast. We know nothing about podcasting, but are constantly striving to get better. And also, we just want to give a quick shout out to the people who make this podcast happen. F45 Training, Spring Hill, USA, Five Star Nutrition, and Motivation Media, Inc.